We're heading into week six now. Obviously, the big showdown, Patrick Mahomes versus Bill Belichick and the Patriots on Sunday night football. But we've also got a lot more uh, intriguing matchups, some do or die games for a lot of teams. And we get one final week, potentially, of James Conner. So let's enjoy it and let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Yep. And Tom. Hey, everybody. Tom, welcome back. Good to see you. Thank you, thank you. You're looking sprightly. Quick trip to the land. The yes. fresh greens of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to come in with the accent, but it was just going to end up coming off like McGregor. And I can't do that because he lost. And he's also not Scottish. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's also the problem. Um, week six, gentlemen. Season's going too fast already. Yeah. Uh, this I'm is, sick of it. I mean, obviously there's 13 weeks in the fantasy football regular season in most leagues. So there's not really a midway point. So we're like at the midway point already. It's <laughs> After too, Thursday night football. Yeah. Thursday okay. Night, I like that. Yeah. Thursday night football next week. Yeah. Thursday night football next week will officially have made it. That's going to be six, six and a half weeks into the season. Sure. It's half of 13. After the one o'clocks. Okay. After the Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> We're officially halfway. <laughs> but yeah. it's going a little too fast for me. Yeah. Just uh, just an interesting week for sure. Um, a lot of uh, progress reports on teams will be handed out uh, by their own owners and managers. I Is think. that a teacher joke? Uh, no. Just a bad joke. <laughs> just part of his reality. Yep, just part of. <laughs> just in the vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. In the Donald's wheelhouse. I guess no one else. There's really no other profession that does progress reports, huh? Not really. Okay. So no. Yeah, then, then yes, that was a teacher joke. Sure. I remember I got a U, which was unsatisfactory, in gym progress report. It's was, physical education. I'm sorry, physical edu- education. Thank you. Maybe that's why I got the U. But I was not participating fully. The reason I got the U is because I was not participating fully in step aerobics. I was not showing enough enthusiasm. In my I used steps. to pull my pants down in the back uh, during step aerobics when the teacher wasn't like, that's a punishment. able to see my butt. That's yeah. a punishment potentially for our <laughs> weekly fan duel among the Ruts boys. You have to go to a step aerobics class. <laughs> well, because they made us do it in grade school for whatever reason, we're all pretty well acquainted. Yes. Know? <laughs> Who knows? They could be doing stuff you've never even seen before on those blocks. Well, I could show them my butt, and I bet they haven't seen that before either. Tom's back. All right, we're back. Um, let's shut some people down. Shut it down. Bar rescue. One of the OGs. <laughs> Every are. like three episodes, Doc <laughs> just <laughs> praises Bar Rescue. I love it. I love it so much. And like, we're halfway through the regular season now, so I'm gonna be like, man, like it's gonna really stink when I'm not watching football on Sunday. And I was like. Guess I'll watch another six straight hours. Seven hours of commercial field bar rescue starts now. Bar rescue red zone. Yeah. It's just wind tapping. It's red in the face. All right. Quarterbacks. Scotty, get I'm, started. I'm going with Carson Wentz. It was a tough week to find a shutdown quarterback, but he hasn't really had great numbers um, against them. He only has two career passing touchdowns in three games. And... I just feel like they're just, they really don't look that good. Their offense has gone way down since last year. Now you don't have a Jai, and you're relying on Wendell Smallwood and Clement, who have carried the load. But, you know, I think this Giants defense, too, has actually played pretty well over the past couple of weeks. Their D backs are playing very well. So 
I think it's a week where there are so many guys that you can start that Carson Wentz is a fine bench because you can find, you know, some of the guys we're going to talk about later. I, Don has three plum pick quarterbacks. Yeah, there's a few. We and they're all, affor- like, um, I think most of them are actually affordable guys. So, yeah, I sure. went way down into the bottom of the barrel for mine just because there's so many obvious ones. Right. I mean, you could have taken one of my three. Uh, easily. I was just like, yeah. I have to talk about this guy, and then yeah. I have to talk about this guy, and <laughs> I have to talk about somebody else. So it is what it is. Uh, but, uh, Tom, let's go to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shut down Derek Carr. Um, I know that, you know, the Seahawks lost Earl Thomas and right. they're not, you know, doing terribly bad. We're, they're not doing terribly good. They're not doing terribly bad. And neither is they're Derek middling. Carr, right? But the position as a whole, like Scott was bringing up, is doing amazing. Yeah. Um, the NFL average right now for a QBR rating is 93. And Derek, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. It's as high as it's basically ever been right. as an average. And it's probably a lot due to the protection that the quarterbacks are getting these days. No doubt. Blah, blah, blah. Can't even um, play real football anymore. Derek Carr's passer rating, 79.3. So just on that alone and the fact that the Seahawks have not let up a lot of passing touchdowns and a lot of passing yards. There's better out there. There's better out there this week. And I know that Derek Carr has had some good blow up games and he's been in your streaming contention, Yep. but we're going to give you some guys that are a lot better or more higher likelihood of producing that 20 point game. Yeah. And Derek Carr is this week. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, just a tough week for Derek Carr. Yeah, and a tough trying, season. There's a Derek lot of quarterbacks Carr. out there playing better football. Yeah, that's absolutely. just what it is. Their offense is just yeah. not, you know, what Gruden <laughs> dreamt it would be. Well, Mark Cooper you just disappears. Mess up early. What did yeah. he say in the meeting with Mark Davis? That was like that made him think like I can hand over my franchise to a guy who hasn't been involved. They go to the same barber. Eight years, <laughs> right? For yeah. real, like quite literally, cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Um, I'm going with Josh Rosen, Scott. You plum picked him last week in a, in a good matchup. He really didn't give you that great value that you were hoping for. Just 175 yard tud. Yeah, he's still <laughs> excessively cheap, I'm sure. Oh, but, yeah. Especially in dailies, but I'm not rolling him out there until he shows me that he can give me a QB1 or at least a borderline QB1 performance because he hasn't done that yet. And I, I think, I really feel like this coaching staff for Arizona is completely inept. Yeah. I mean, because I think. It's like you have. You have Christian Kirk who's been making plays. You have Josh Rosen who looks like he's, you know, getting used to the NFL schemes. You have David Johnson. Like, how are you not scoring twenty five points a game? It doesn't. I mean, you know, it takes a little more than that. You can ask the same question to the Giants who didn't score thirty points when they had Odell Beckham for a whole year. It's a lot easier. They still have Eli. Okay, but I mean, I think a lot of people might think about you know starting Rosen in like a two quarterback league this week because the Vikings have been getting burned but we were talking before the episode I think this could be a potential get right game for their defense yes. where all they can really do is just it's going to be easier for them to bottle up David Johnson and then they can just you yeah. know tee off on Rosen the Vikings are actually one of the teams I'm looking at in the uh, FanDuel survivor pool for this week just because I don't feel like a lot of team, a lot of people probably don't feel like they can trust them. A lot of them might have already picked them. Yeah. Um, actually, no. A lot of them people probably picked if they them picked them, they lost. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, we'll move on to running back uh, Scott. You and I kind of went in a different in different directions than just picking one guy. Uh, so we'll start with you. And okay. I'll go after you. Yeah, I am shutting down um, all the running backs in the Ravens and Titans game. 
Uh, these teams. Oh, are... <laughs> I thought you were only shutting down the Baltimore running backs. No, all four of them yeah, are getting them. the shutdown. Okay. No Derrick Henry, no Deion Lewis, no Buck Allen, no Alex Collins. Both of these defenses have been incredible against the run. Um, we're talking they've only allowed one touchdown combined, and they've combined for less than, you know, like a 1,000 yards. So they're each allowing less than 100 yards per game to the position, running and receiving combined. Now you're splitting that down the middle with Derrick Henry and Dan Lewis. You're splitting that down the middle with Alex Collins and Buck Allen, and there's just not enough to go around. I think this is going to be a high-throw volume game. I think it's yeah. going to be an ugly one, like a real ugly one. The Titans in an ugly game. No way. The Ravens in an ugly game? No, no way. way. Yeah, it's a game made in an ugly match yeah, heaven. You know? I'm rooting it's, for a tie in this game. Forget it. I think there's um. a great chance you might get it. You know, This could be a, a really ugly one, so I would avoid all the running backs. Titans and Titans are 29th in the league in points allowed to running backs per uh, – fantasy points allowed to running backs per game. Baltimore at 30th. Only two teams below them are Philadelphia and Chicago. Ravens averaging 3.4 yards per carry against Titans 3.7. It's like the yeah. two high, the two best in the whole league. Right. So I was going to shut down Alex Collins, but then I saw I, I wasn't allowed to. I already had that team covered. Yeah. <laughs> you stole all four. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go next. I've got whoever plays, whatever running back is active for San Francisco against Green Bay. Whether it's Morris, whether it's Brita, whether it's both of them, they're both banged up right now. Juszczyk is not going to be a guy that you can actually pick up and start. So any running back on the active roster for San Francisco, I'm not, I'm not trusting them at all. They're, they're playing late, so any unhealthy scratches, they play Monday night. Anything that happens during the week, you're not going to be able to recover if Brita's announced inactive on Monday or if Morris is announced as a starter on Monday. Like You can't risk that, especially at what we're calling the halfway point of the fantasy football regular season. That makes a lot of sense just based on the timing of the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. You Sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. I think that will also come into play for people who might own people on Thursday night. Right. And they have players who are playing this weekend or may not be like Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks. And, right. Like, oh, maybe I should just play someone Thursday night over exactly. one of these guys in case they don't play. Right. Yeah. Both of those guys, by the way, are trending up. So um, it's looking pretty positive for them to both play, which would be obviously great for Yeah, fantasy. and yeah. it would be easy to shut down Jared Goff if – both of them weren't going to be out there or something like that. I still don't even think I would. Like, I really think he's that good yeah. and this offense is that good that they can, he could get it done. I mean, he could get it done, but one screen give, to Gurley. <laughs> it would give me, it would give me pause about starting yeah, in a for matchup sure. like that. And uh, the rumor is that there's going to be snow. Oh, Ooh. you love to see that. Wow. Love it. It's too early for me. Tom, your running back is a guy who's played some, some wonderful games in the snow in his career. Yeah. I'm shutting down Adrian Peterson. Uh, though I'm sure he prefers the dome, he will be shut down in wherever I would be using him. He dislocated his shoulder last week. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, he yeah. sprained his shoulder. I didn't see that. He's yeah. an older. And you gentleman. know, yeah. very well about that. <laughs> He's an older gentleman, and he just dislocated his shoulder last week. So what I'm saying is, I've been we've been talking about this all year. He's gonna start to wear down, wear down, <laughs> and this is he's his his limbs are falling off. And you you can't be trusting him in a matchup that's um, not great versus the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They're uh, I think 18th to the to position in fantasy points. Right. So pretty right around the middle there. They're allowing uh, almost 100 yards per game, but you consider that in a split backfield and maybe not a great game script with the Carolina Panthers off that big win. I think that you might see a lot more of Chris Thompson. Yeah. This week than you would see Adrian Peterson. I'll uh, tell you what, Alex Smith really threw some like. 
risky passes. You really put those guys out there to get hurt. Yeah. AP took a nasty one. Chris I thought, Thompson as well. He just doomed him. Yeah, he just doomed both of them. So it's like playing against Carolina too. It's scary yeah. if if they're going in with injuries as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, we'll move to wide receivers now. Uh, Scott, you've got a really interesting one. Yeah, I couldn't really find someone to shut down, so I wanted to like incorporate a strategy that I've been using in my, my daily lineups and even on my lineups uh, just as I'm trying to make weekly decisions. Um, you know, playing someone who has a really high over-under total in the game based off Vegas, these guys aren't really wrong a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you pay attention to gambling and stuff like that, you know, they're pretty spot on with the over-unders. So if you're between a guy like maybe Muhammad Sanu or Deshaun Jackson or Tyler Boyd and other guys like who are locked into a big role, but it looks like it's going to be a low-scoring game, like Allen Robinson, like Spoiler John alert. Brown, and Devin Funches. You know, these guys look like they have over-under totals in their games in the low 40s, where those other guys that I mentioned, you know, Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, Tyler 50s. Boyd, most of we're talking mid to high 50s in these games. So when you're looking at your lineups and you're looking at equally priced guys, take a shot on Sammy Watkins because he's he could – you know, pop off in a higher scoring game that's going to have more throwing as opposed to picking a receiver on the Titans like Corey Davis who's locked into 10 targets. Yeah, I like it a lot. You're that's right. A, um, no that's argument. actually giving me some pause because I was going to start Chester Rogers this week, but the Colts-Jets uh, over-under is actually one of the lower ones of the week. Yeah, I mean, like, and, you know, we'll talk about it when we go through the games, but there are some really, really good ones where it's like the worst defenses in the league passing wise are playing against each other this week. Yeah. It's it's so I'm like really interested in playing a lot of guys in those games. Yeah. Uh, Tom, we'll go to you for your shutdown wide receiver. My shutdown wide receiver is Allen Robinson. Uh, this is going to be He's a, a favorite of yours this year. Well, so this is going to be a theme on the show with Xavier Howard, right? Yeah. Uh, Miami has just been brutal to or sorry. Miami yeah, Miami has been brutal to number one wide receivers. Yeah. Allen Robinson's definitely gonna get that treatment. I thought about shutting down Mitch Trubisky because Miami has actually been pretty good against the pass in general. Yes. But I also think that Mitch Trubisky has enough weapons in Terry Cohen and like Taylor Gabriel to really get behind the defense. Yeah. Because their defense, while is very good, it's propped up by Xavier Howard. Yes. And I think that they can be exploited in the other matchups. So that's Agreed. why I went away from shutting down Mitch Trubisky, and I want to focus more on Allen Robinson. I think it's going to be easy to tell when his matchups are good and when his matchups are bad because of that team and the way it's constructed with you know Mitch Trubisky at the helm. Obviously, right. he went out and showed out and threw six touchdown passes. Against a JV defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like – it's not always going to be that way. No. So I think even though Mitch Trubisky will be pretty easy to predict, I think it's going to be even easier to predict Allen Robinson's success. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah. this is definitely not a week. Like we said, no. we we were on the Xavier Howard uh, train early too, so yes. we can't die off now. He's been playing no. great this yeah, year. Yeah, and I'm surprised football. it was even available for me to shut him down. I yeah. thought Scott would go there. It was too much of a gimme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, Demarius Thomas versus the Rams. Um it's going to be a lot of Marcus Peters, I think, for DT, who he had trouble with against Kansas City. Um, but 
just overall, the Rams have done a good job of shutting down number one wide receivers. Yeah. Doug Baldwin, one catch, one yard last week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just because Aqib Tlaib's out on injured reserve does not mean that all of a sudden every receiver is going to do great against the Rams. I think Manny Sanders has proven himself to match up proof with the chemistry that he has with Casey. And Kennedy. how much he moves around the field. Right. And, but so far, Demarius Thomas just hasn't. And so I'm yeah. going with him. It's not a week where you can say, oh, well, he scored a garbage touchdown against the Jets last week. Well, we don't know. We can't, you can't bank on that. No. Every single week. And I think that this is a game, especially in the snow, I think this is a game that Todd Gurley can, can really control. Yeah. Especially with all these passes. What I like about this up. one is um, Marcus Peters is like one of those one of those corners that tries to like bait you into making throws and then jumping throws. Mm-hmm. And DT doesn't really run the routes that burn you like that. He doesn't run a lot of you know stunt and goes anymore. He runs a lot of short routes to the line of scrimmage. So I agree with you. I think if Peters is matched up with DT, it's going to be a tough go for him. Yeah, absolutely. I'll stick with my tight end because uh, it's it's killing me to do this, but Eric Ebron is my shutdown tight end. The Jets don't do it. Shake I, it. Change it, dude. I, I did it last week. Don't do it. Nope. I, don't I, do it. I'm I sorry. I, I, I hope no one benched him on my four, account. Please tell me you didn't. Four and a half points per game allowed to the tight end for the New York Jets so far this Best year. Best in the NFL Jamal right now. Jamal Adams, Deron Lee, they can, they can corral him. You know, we might get T.Y. back. We'll see. No, but he's not coming back, I think this back, is a game think. that's meant for the outside receivers. Look at what Denver did to the Jets last week. Emmanuel Sanders played well. Cortland Sutton and Demarius Thomas scored touchdowns. Yep. This is a team that can be beat on the outside, not necessarily on the inside. So I'm just I'm, I'm a little worried about Eric Ebron. I don't think you can just roll him out there as your weak-winning tight end like you did last week. I just think that Eric Ebron is going to be used in more than just a traditional tight end fashion. And therefore, he will escape that banner coverage. Um, no one on the team can catch the ball besides Eric Ebron. And he really can't Something either. I never thought I would say <laughs> yeah. in a million years. Like, what, what alternate universe did we enter? <laughs> but that's that's, that's the, the reality right for the Colts. Yeah. Imagine and, being the head coach. Like, oh my God, I guess yeah. we'll draw up another 15 targets for Ebron. Ebron's on the hands team. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like a Rick and Morty thing and this is the this is the better alternate universe Eric Ebron that we got. Yeah, they did a body swap. Yeah. It's like altered carbon. There you go. Perfect. Uh Tom, we'll stick with you for tight end. Yeah, um, a guy who'd probably like to do a body swap is Jordan Reed. His has been falling apart for years. He needs to body swap with like a Terminator or something. Like <laughs> yeah, he's got well, nothing left. He yeah, has more metal. It looked really, really bright for him week one with that nice touchdown. Sadly, he hasn't done anything of the sort nothing. since. He has not scored. He one catch. He, he posted his lowest fantasy performance yardage uh, receptions across the board last week. Um, so you're not very encouraged by Jordan Reed. If you look, you'll see that the Carolina Panthers are letting up a decent amount of points to the tight end. But generally, over the course of history, it has shown that that is not the case Ooh. with the Panthers. <laughs> so I don't want you to see that Like if you're playing on Yahoo and it's green and you're like, okay, Jordan Reed's got a top 10 matchup here. Yeah. I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been great. And the Panthers have historically been great versus the tight end. So I just want to clear the air on that one and give you a more realistic picture of what to expect from Jordan Reed. Yeah, I think there's a lot of matchups like that where, especially for a receiver, I had a really hard time shutting down a receiver. That's why I didn't pick a single one to shut down because a lot of the the bad matchups that um, you look at and you see red, you see the Dallas Cowboys against receivers are red right now. But if you look at their last two weeks, they've allowed four touchdowns to the position. So – are they are they good or are they just 
starting out hot and now trending in a bad direction. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of that going on in the league. The Vikings played a lot of high-scoring games against a lot of good offenses. Once they start playing some worse teams, their defense is going to start to look better, and those numbers are going to even out. Absolutely. Yeah. So right now, we, we aren't at a point yet in the season where those ratings are ultra-reliable. Yeah. And even Eric Ebron might go to show that the Jets are not going to be the best uh, tight end coverage team. They just haven't faced Ebron yet, Don. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm in the wrong Eric Ebron universe right now. <laughs> Scott, let's go to your uh, your shutdown tight end. I'm going with Jared Cook. Um, just Seattle's been lights out against a tight end. They have. They've only allowed 19 catches, 213 yards, and one touchdown to the position on the year. And that's with having K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner out of these games and not playing a lot of them. They're both healthy and good to go now. Those are the guys that are going to be locking up Jared Cook when he throws down another clunker this week. It's it's really boom or bust with him right now, and obviously his numbers are going to even out to be a TE1, probably pretty high-end TE1 by the end of yeah. the year if he keeps at this pace. But I think this week is a down week. You can play some of these other guys, like I've been saying before, in these high-total score right. games. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I wasn't quite sold because I was kind of like – Starting to look at Jared Cook as matchup proof, but seeing him on the sheet kind of made me look at his stats over the last few weeks. I'm like, yeah, he hasn't really been super great. Yeah, he turds out there, but yeah. sometimes he goes way off. Yeah. He's worth it to put into your lineup if you don't have anything else. Right, but if, right. If something is available to you, don't be afraid to go ahead and make yeah. a switch. Exactly. Sure. All right, let's go to our plum picks now. I can feel it down in my plums. And boy, did we have some good picks this week. Some ripe plums, if you will. Yeah, they're two uh, for one special down at the farmers <laughs> market. <laughs> two plums. plums. Two plums for the price of one. I got three for one, so I'll go first. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield against the Chargers. I think Baker is. Uh, I think Baker's in for that that game that Scott, you and I alluded to in the in the recap episode. He's got his big stack game coming, and I think it's here. The Chargers defense just is not the same without Joey Bosa. We still don't have an indication of whether or not he's coming back. Looking nope. like right now that he won't be with him out. The defense just cannot get to the quarterback as well as they need to in order to give though that playmaking secondary enough time to you know, make the plays. Yeah. So I, I really like Baker this week. He's, he's a guy that, you know, he's going to be cheaper. You can probably invest in him and kind of get some interesting benefits out of that. Um, Deshaun Watson against Buffalo. I'm not concerned at all about the chest injury because Bill O'Brien is not concerned at all with the chest injury. Yeah. And you can't bench Deshaun yeah. and playing at home against Buffalo. I mean, we could see the Giddy number up. one overall player kind of week from Deshaun Watson this week for sure. Yeah. I think he's, I like this I'm because I think he's worth bringing him. up for like play, possibly playing in, in DFS. But yeah. I normally don't pay up for a quarterback that much. I'm a little nervous you? about his health prospects because he's been hit more than anyone in the in the league right now. He's yeah. been only widened his lead on on Sunday night. So I get that, that. Sunday yeah. night game, he took punishment. Yeah, he's been brutalized. He he's he, not going to be punished like that against the Bills, though. But he's say. been hit 55 times. Yeah, and Ooh. he he doesn't shy away from any contact, which we've seen is not. You know the path to success for a quarterback. Right. Yeah, um, I think he might need to start changing his game a little bit. Take some dives out and there. And the thing is, is he's fully capable of just playing from the pocket and dominating, and then just running out of the pocket yeah, when he needs to, taking it where he can get it yeah. instead of yeah. forcing less it. design runs. I yeah, think so is the answer. I, here. I think uh, you know uh, change to his game a little bit would prolong his career and yeah, he needs a little more like stats. a little more Aaron Rodgers in his yeah. in his attempts. You yeah. know, he yeah. needs that. 
to wait in the pocket. I think it'll come with yeah. more time playing yeah. in the NFL. He's 23. And maybe a couple blockers. Yeah. yeah, well, he doesn't have any more ACLs left, so we got to keep him healthy yes. while we've got him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then one more, Andy Dalton versus Pittsburgh. I mean, this is a layup, but Andy Dalton continues to play better than anybody thinks, especially in fantasy. He has been great this year. And they're home. And they're at home against a really Really bad defense. And a sneaky, um, you know, we always talk about these wide receiver duos, and I'm not saying they're they're anywhere near, you know, out of feeling. They're awesome. Yeah. You know, they really are awesome. They're not they're not Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. You know, they're not some of these upper echelon guys, but in a matchup like this with Pittsburgh, who's just been getting burned, you know, I think you're right, Don. Dalton is he's he's gotta throw yeah. for, you know, at least two fifty and yeah. a couple touchdowns for them to hang. Yeah. I love that in a week where I'm having trouble keeping my voice for an extended period of time, I chose to pick more than I needed to for plum pick quarterback. So someone please go and save me here. I'll go with Jameis because uh me and Tom kind of shared this one on the doc, but uh we can share this one in the uh in the description of why I think that I pivoted. You'll, you guys uh, yeah. You guys are You like, pivoted to a guy that I think I actually like I'm gonna pick him in, in like so DraftKings and I'll stuff check like his that. Now while you, uh, yeah, while sing I, his praises. Yeah, I'll give the Jameis spiel now. Um and it really is I mean, this offense is pretty loaded up with weapons. Uh, Dirk Cutter showed that it could function really well as long as yeah. you just hit the throws. You know, just make the throws out there. You got the weapons. You got the guys. He's got the rapport with everybody in that offense, and he plays against Atlanta, who has allowed at least three touchdowns and at least 250 yards in four straight weeks. Okay. That is a 20-point Lock. Jameis can even go out there and throw a couple picks and get you 20. I feel like this this is one of those games with a high over, like I was saying before. Going to be a really high-scoring game. Love Jameis just chucking it all over the field. Two, two plums for one special. Tom, what was your case going to be for Jameis this week? Uh, basically that he has to go out there and do awesome. Yeah. It's a short, he has no choice. He has no choice because he's on a short leash right now. It's a short travel distance that they have to go. And yeah. I'm sorry if Scott said any of this because I was looking up the prices of these guys, but it's a must win for him and he's coming off the bye. So it's, you know, he's had the time to prepare. There's an, it's a zero excuse game if he doesn't go out there and ball out with the weapons that he has. And after Fitzpatrick did yeah. and Fitzpatrick would in this matchup. So if Jameis doesn't, then there's no reason they wouldn't go back to Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah. Where I have Fitzpatrick in two QB leagues, I'm actually holding on to him in the event that Jameis just absolutely Bob's if you have out. the roster space, I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Scott. Or sorry, Tom. It's your turn. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I'm going to uh, go with what? I was going to make a really bad joke. Go ahead. I don't have to. If you guys talked about eating the W. Yeah. It's like Lady and the Tramp where you guys started at either end of the W <laughs> and you met at the middle like Lady and the Tramp style with Jameis Winston. Okay. It was cute. All right, Tom. Now you can go. All right. Sam Darnold. He's going to be $5,300 this week in DraftKings. Yum. He's playing against the Indianapolis Colts. Beautiful. At Ooh, home too, right? Uh, he is <laughs> I, I think so. Sam Darnold's at home, yeah. Yes, he is at home. Uh, they have not allowed a quarterback rating below 84.9. Nice. But on three such occasions, they've allowed plus 100 cool. ratings. And in um, most of the games... Let's count it out here. One, two, three of five. They've allowed multiple touchdowns right. uh, to be thrown, and they're averaging over 300 yards let up. So that is a perfect streamer candidate. Yeah. A streamer 
by my measures, usually 250 yards, two passing touchdowns. Yes. And Sam Darnold has the complete opportunity to do that, especially coming off his best game since week one, where he kind of balled out. He got the use of Robbie Anderson back. He on found track. Robbie. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, that uh, opens them up. With a secondary that has no banner coverage at no, all. No. The top can be blown off. This can be a. When you play the Colts, it could wind up being a track meet. Andrew Luck is attempting like 50 passes a game at least. So if Sam Darnold can sniff that, yeah, he's going to get over 15 fantasy points. He's going to be in streaming contention. He's cheap enough and he's talented enough with talented enough weapons to get you over maybe 20 points this week. Yeah, I agree. Sounds good. I, I love like it. it Tom. I'm firing him up in draft games. Right. 5300 is a nice price. Scott, your uh, plum pick running back, please. One of our boys. Of course. Many people may have forgotten about Tariq Cohen's explosion, but you know we didn't. The haters and the losers, <laughs> of which there are so many. <laughs> billions and billions of haters and losers. <laughs> have already abandoned Tariq Cohen, but we will not. We won't do it. That's right, Don. We won't. <laughs> Don Donald. Trump, of course. <laughs> Donald. Please. <laughs> My father named me Donald. He also gave me a very small... <laughs> okay, okay, dollars. okay. All right. This offense was light years better with uh, Cohen. Granted, it was against Tampa Bay, but it was still awesome. After the week, they asked Matt Nagy about it, and he's like, yeah, you know, some weeks we're just going to feature Tariq Cohen if the matchup's there. They asked even Jordan Howard about it, and he's like, I get it. Like, everybody is cool with the Tariq Cohen explosion in, in Chicago. It only means that even in these weeks where, you know, I don't think he'll ever be shut out like he was in the first couple weeks now that they've seen the capability and the explosive playability. And Miami has been getting beat by running backs through the air. You can ask James White or Joe Mixon or Deion Lewis week one or Jalen Shard week two and went six for 59. Or week three, that was. Or even Bilal Powell, who caught five for 74 <laughs> week two. They've been getting hosed by the pass catching back. And now they're facing our favorite one. <laughs> and maybe the best one. We'll see by the, the end of the year. The most dynamic, for but sure. But probably the most dynamic. I think it's a great matchup for Cohen. Love it. Yeah, I, I mean... I, we need this. We need this to be a Tariq Cohen. We need Cohen in our lives. It was sad that it was not happening the way we thought it would. And it's nice that it will. But uh, my Jordan Howard fears have grown. And yes. I, I do want to see Jordan Howard stay involved while Tariq Cohen is also involved. I want both of them. Because I think there's, they there's know room they need enough, both of them. There's room enough for both of them. Definitely. Because they're so different. They just can't, like, well, they can and they might. But I <laughs> hope that they don't just commit to one randomly. Yeah, right. they're like, because pick that, a name out of a hat. It's a <laughs> Howard week. Because yeah. that will kill us. Yeah. yeah. I'll go next. I've got Chris Carson. Uh, the Seahawks playing against the Raiders. The Raiders are bad. Their defense is bad. And yeah. we've seen now that the Seahawks are going to counter the woes at wide receiver and at the offensive line with Russell Wilson by just getting the ball downhill with Mike James and Chris Carson. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Why am I? Whatever. It's just such a... Yeah. The most generic man. Yeah. Mike James had a couple <laughs> of weeks of a run. Yeah. Mike James was a guy who had a couple of weeks of a run in, in uh, Tampa Bay. and I, That's why I keep saying him. Apologies to the listeners. It's Mike Davis that we're talking about. Anyway, I think Carson, who's the more dynamic runner, the more talented runner, and quite frankly, the more respected runner 
in the Seattle backfield who will be getting the touches. I think he's the one who gets into the end zone. Right. Mike Davis can't score every week. It just won't happen. Uh, but Chris Carson could, and I think this is a great week to bet on him scoring uh, playing in Oakland. Yeah, he's getting great yards per carry, man. He really is running well. I dropped him in a league last week and because I had both Mike Davis and Chris Carson, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to have both of them. I don't know which one to have. I'm dropping both. And now <laughs> I see both of them go wild. And, you know, Chris Carson, who was my preferred, um, you know, obviously I didn't get the chance to pick him back up. So I'm no. kicking myself for that. But I like Chris Carson this week for the leagues that I do have him in still. Um, speaking of which, while we're still on this game, Marshawn Lynch revenge game. I mean, we were going to. I mean, Why not? We yeah, were going to get to the recap. I was thinking about plum picking him just to bring up the ultimate. Revenge yeah. game. So yeah, he's, yeah. A, I think he's an honorary your, your, plum pick. Your this plum week. pick would have been four words: Marshawn Lynch revenge game. Yeah, and done. Um, Tom, the running back playing against the 49ers this week is <laughs> <laughs> it's Aaron Jones, and the 49ers have let up six touchdowns to the position so far this year. Yep. I know Aaron Jones didn't quite break out last week, and I know that I am smitten by him. And I actually am brave enough to go ahead and say that I think he might break out this week. The 49ers are m- more susceptible to. Um, what you'd consider the more traditional running back right. than the guys who are like scat backs. Yep. So this is truly the matchup where it makes a ton of sense. Um, I think you're seeing a lot of frustration on the Green Bay Packers side, knowing that he is the best running back out there. Yeah. And I think this is just a matchup that even if they don't fully commit to him and they use their own ineptitude against us fantasy owners, a small market share of rushing totals will help him Huge versus yeah. this team. He yeah. doesn't need. He can get ten carries, carries and go for exactly. eighty yards and a touchdown. So he does not need twenty carries this week to be fantasy relevant. I think if you've got him, he's definitely in flex consideration. I don't know if I'd start him over a hundred running backs, right? But I would definitely play him this week if I had him. I think that this is just a matchup where he can start to carve out that nice role and maybe just own it yep. outright. I fell in love with this plum pick as soon as I saw it on the list. I think it's a great call. Um, big week coming for Aaron Jones. For yeah, sure. he missed his breakout last week, but it, you can tell it's it's coming. It's yeah. like Sony Michelle. Yeah. Like it's it's gonna happen. It's yeah. gonna click at some point. Yeah, we'll move now to wide receiver, bec- and this is an easy one because our plum pick wide receivers are every receiver playing in the Falcons Bucks game. Yeah, I have Chris Godwin. Tom has Deshaun Jackson, and Scott, you decided to break from the norm and pick a guy on the Falcons in Mohamed Sanu. And I almost, points points points. I mean, points, it's points. everybody. Yes. yes. Calvin Everybody. Ridley. Yeah, it's Calvin a shame Ridley. He's not yeah. on there. I mean, it just doesn't matter. We should just say that if you have someone in this game, you can feel completely comfortable starting yes. them. Yeah. Um, if they're on the waiver wire and you need a flex wide receiver Do two it. or something like that. Big wide receiver bye week this week, too. Go ahead, yeah. man. I think these guys are plug and play, like carp launch. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, the last three weeks, Sanu scored a touchdown and a two point conversion. In week, I guess that was three. Week four, he had 100 yards, no touchdown, but 100 yards. Yeah. And then last week, he scored a touchdown again. Right. So uh-huh. not only is this a great matchup, he's trending in the right direction. His targets haven't moved at all. And the best part about Sanu is two of those games were when Calvin Ridley just exploded. exploded. Yeah. So he's very much involved, even when the other parts of this offense seem to be going crazy. Yeah, and which is why we also should have mentioned Matt Ryan. If he's available in your league, which is unlikely, I mean, yeah. he's the, the top end. I think he's, he's actually the QB most. Ex- yeah, he's the most expensive. Um, you know, one o'clock and four o'clock slate of games, DraftKings right. quarterback, and for good reason. Yeah. Uh, also, the reason that I went with Deshaun Jackson personally is that he's topped a hundred receiving yards in three of five games. 
Yeah, it's awesome. And in the first two, he put up 20 spots. And in week four versus Chicago, which is no pushover, he still puts you above 10 fantasy points with 13 and a half in half-point PPR. So he only had one game where he kind of fizzled out, and he's had a bye week. So this is a guy who usually, you know, he's been a soft tissue guy, things like that. Um, he's going to be fully ready, fully healthy. And full speed for yeah, Jackson. Full speed. They've, they've committed On the to, turf, too. Yeah, they've committed to using him and Godwin, so I have no problem with Godwin on that list as well. Yeah, I, right. mean, I think it's almost the exact same thinking pattern with yeah. both of those guys because Godwin went out there and showed out for the first four games. Yeah, three or so or four, well. he scored. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll just add one more name to the list so that we can cover a different game in the Plumpick section. Tom, Every single thing you said about Sam Darnold, the only thing I could think of was I should have plump picked Robbie Anderson. <laughs> so Robbie Anderson's on there. You think he hits another long one? Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Just him. because I want to see it so bad. I love him. And because he has the best celebrations. Yeah. One of the all-time Ruts boys. <laughs> He's going to start his campaign for the Pro Bowl again? Yeah. yeah. Um, Scott, you got your dog back. Plum pick tight end. Yeah, I'm going with Greg Olson. Listen, this is tight end, and it is barren out there. It's horrible. If someone dropped him, pick him up. Start him now. You're not going to get another option yeah. like this. If he hurts his foot and goes out and gets you a zero, half the tight ends in the league are getting you a zero basically anyway. So I think he's very much worth the gamble. I don't think they'd play him unless they thought he could make it through a game, right? You, yeah. I think that's fair. So, you know, you don't really need to go over this, the stats for Olsen. He's been incredible throughout his entire career. Every year that he's been that Cam has, you know, been quarterback, he's used the hell out of him. So I would expect the same thing to happen again. Yeah, Washington absolutely. historically not great against the tight end. Right now they're doing, you know, middle of the pack, eighteenth um, overall. Yeah, but they've not been a uh, tight end stalwart. No. in the past. No, just haven't played Greg yet. Yeah, that's the, that is so true with what those ratings show, though. Yes, they yeah. do show who you have not played yet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it was like you know, like the Lions, like someone had a really low receiver rank against the Lions like two yeah. weeks ago, and now it's shot up like yeah. four just because they played them. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Uzama's so fat. Thanos <laughs> had to snap twice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and flat out say that when they blanked Tyler Croft. That you blanked it, him too? I mean, I have to, right? I have yeah. to adjust with what goes on. It's definitely an Uzama world out there. And yeah. the reason I, I really want to say this is this next three lineups are, and I know we've kind of been dogging the which is like, uh, how is the rating? How reliable is it right now? Right. Pittsburgh, second most points against the tight end. Then Off, next defense week, just looks terrible, then too. Then next week, Kansas City, third most points against the tight end. And then the following week, Tampa Bay, first most points against the yep. tight end. So these are three very soft targets that we've been relying Andy on. Andy Dalton is going to put up numbers this year, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. So these next three games, if you need, a tight, end, if you need a tight end for these next three games, I mean, Uzama is the guy to go for. He played 92% of the snaps last week, which – Obviously led to uh, the Tyler Croft goose egg, which heartbreaking. It's a, it's a it's a rough one out there. But Uzama, I mean, he's going to give us a lot of uh, fodder for jokes on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> so you know, I appreciate it as long as he's going to keep doing that for us. He's an all right guy in my book, and as long as he keeps getting matchups like this and he can capitalize on them, he's going to be a superstar in my book. Uzama so dumb he got fired from the M M&M and M factory for throwing out all the W's. <laughs> <laughs> my plum pick tight end is Trey Burton. You'll Wait, he's it. not throwing out any W's. All right? No, he's no. eating them. He's <laughs> helping. <laughs> he's throwing uh, out the M's. <laughs> Trey Burton against Miami. You're going to see that Miami is uh, is lower 
um, on the tight end chart in terms of points allowed. They've they've allowed very few, but the Bears aren't using Trey Burton as just a tight end anymore. And I think that was always the goal. He catches two really long passes in the game before their bye week. I really liked what I saw from that. You know, that game got out of hand, so he wasn't featured much at all after he caught those two long passes. And quite frankly, that's okay because he got 15 points and half point PPR on two catches. Which is a miracle for yeah. the tight end at yeah. this point. Exactly. So um, I, I think that we are all on the same train of thought that Miami is going to get beat by the tight ends and the running backs, yep. not yeah. by these outside receivers. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. And this even a, like Gabriel, like you this said. This is a perfect example of one of the guys that I was afraid of and uh, thinking I might shut down Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Right. And I'm not sure I actually mentioned him when I was listing out the players, but this is obviously somebody who can damage you from a lot of different positions on the field yeah. where he's going to line up. Right. He's going to play tight end. Yeah. A couple more <laughs> uh, tight end streaming. Obviously, Cam and Bray in that Atlanta game is a big target. O.J. Howard's health being what it is. Bray's going to be in for a huge well, peppering. And him and Jameis just love connections. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any way on the planet that I don't yeah. have Cameron Bray in my DraftKings lineup. There's, and I wouldn't expect I anything just, else. Th- I don't see any Rick and Morty reality where that exists. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You don't even watch that show and you got it. Good for you. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm sharp. I'm sharp. Look yeah. attack over here. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the slate. Uh, Detroit, New Orleans on buys. You know that. Get those guys out of your lineups. I'm not going to name them like I did last week. <laughs> I will Tom not. looked up at me like, is he going to do it again? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not this week. Eagles, Giants, loser of this game, pretty much sets themselves up to have no shot at the playoffs. Uh, and even if the Giants, I mean, win the it, Eagles are what two and three? Yeah, they'd go to two and four. The division is so bad, though. That's why, that, like, they're not really out of it yet, which is scary because one of them can win it at like seven and nine, eight and eight, something like that. So, I mean, I think you're right. I feel like in a, in the locker room, you know, there's probably <laughs> like everyone in this game is like, damn, we gotta win this one. We need this one. Yeah, and so, of course, these two teams don't really love each other, no. so it's a it's a must win feeling. In those locker rooms, for sure. Yeah. I think I'd be cool with, like, if you needed to smart, start Smallwood or Clement, I think either one is an okay start. They should see close to a split, and they've both been effective all year. Absolutely. It's worth noting that Clement got the lion's share of the carries the last time that this was the uh But the Smallwood scored. Exactly. So there's a it, – it seems like – when Doug Peterson said there's going to be a mix between these two, you know, it's, it's a, a classic. Shoot. It's a classic Doug Peterson mix. Yeah. But course. the Giants get killed against running backs. So I think they're both a good start. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers Falcons is going to be like. I think we covered it. The only thing I <laughs> did want to say. Who's is it anyway? Everything's made up and the points don't matter. Only thing <laughs> I did want to say. Everywhere. You could definitely stream Austin Hooper in yes. this one. Yeah. Um, Devonta Freeman is not going to play more than likely. Wow. So if you had to reach into the bottom of the barrel and for your Edo Smiths again, uh, Devontae Freeman might not play. Bruises heel. That is so play. big for Bone our league. Bruise in his foot. I know. Yeah. Like huge. Because we have Kamara on. Bye. We got a voodoo hex him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tom, is that your doll that you're making? Yes. <laughs> Panthers at Washington. We talked about AP. He's probably not going to be great. Uh, all systems go. Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton. Uh, we'll have to see what's going on with the Funch this week. Um, I don't know. I haven't been in love with. It's a weird game. This is like a tough game. What the bunch is going on? (laughs) It's her tales of. I think. I mean, for Washington, I think like the only player you can start is Chris Thompson, and I don't even know how confident I am in him in this game. But he's getting so many targets, and the dude catches all of them. (laughs) So it's like in a PPR league, he's so rock solid. Yeah, absolutely. You can do so 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 much worse than Chris Thompson. Oh yeah. Weirdly, I think this is, and this is almost just. Purely plums. Yeah. I think Cam Newton could just go wild on this one. Yeah. I mean, Breeze lit him up. I know. That's the thing. They let him. 
But <laughs> I'm convinced <laughs> that Traquan Smith's touchdown, his first one, they let him score because they knew that when he caught it, it was the pass that would break the record. I'm convinced. I mean, you can die on that hill all you want. <laughs> I'm ready to. All right. All right. Well, Blaze of glory. Here I go. <laughs> Seahawks, Raiders. Um, awesome week for the Seahawks to be playing the Raiders because they need to win to kind of stay in the hunt here. Because, um, like, I just don't think the Raiders have Starting Doug Baldwin or what? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared at all. I should be, but I'm not. Nah, this is the matchup, right? Yeah. This is the comeback game. He yeah. said, listen, it wasn't me last week. My knee's fine. So he's going to yeah. get the peppering this week, yep. hopefully. I mean, he caught 100% around. of his targets. Yeah, yeah. he's rock solid. So did Amari Cooper last week, speaking of this game. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I think Amari Cooper this. might get some room in this game. I was going to say, I'm not scared of Amari Cooper this week either. Yeah, I mean, I, it's tough because he can just hurt so badly. But like we've been saying, when there's not like a – lockdown corner. I don't know if Shaquille Griffin is at that level yet for the Seahawks. So I think I think he could get open this week. Yeah, for sure. It, it seems like they ignore him and then they're like, oh, we forgot about Mari Cooper. Let's pepper him this week. And then they ignore him. You know, it just goes yeah, back and it's forth. It's a yo-yo. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, let's go to Colts Jets. Weirdly, I love Chester Rogers again this week. Doesn't look like T.Y. Hilton's a, a lock to play, which means that there's going to be so many targets because the Colts defense can't stop anybody and the Jets are having a renaissance with their running game right now. So I think it's a big dosage of Crowell and Powell. You can start Crowell, either of them if you're having bye week issues at running back this week. I would definitely start Isaiah Crowell because something that we're going to be saying and people are going to be saying at the end of this year and going into next year, they're going to be like, you know, people forget that Isaiah Crowell finished as <laughs> oh, running back 15. Yeah. And it's going to be because of these gigantic games that yes. he has. And this is just another fodder for gigantic game stats. Yes. And if you're going to ever use him, these are the games where you play him yeah. versus a team that historically can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. So he's coming off a big game. They should give him enough work and this team stinks. Like yeah. there should be plenty yeah. of snaps for him in this yeah. game. And, and I, I wouldn't agree be afraid of Powell either. But I mean, this is a Crowell game. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Uh, Cardinals Vikings. We think this is the get right game for this Vikings defense. Uh, but even if it's not, this Vikings offense is just so fun. Diggs, Thielen, Kirk. You're not scared of any of their matchups. No. Um, you, not Cook. for the year. I take them against you know yeah. the AFC Pro Bowl team. Yeah. <laughs> they're unreal. The world. Yeah, they're unreal. Yeah. Um, uh, how about Latavius Cook. Murray if Dalvin Cook doesn't go? Though? He was limited in practice today, so we're going to have to monitor that basically up until the start of the game at one he o'clock hasn't on Sunday. Been awesome in his stead. No, but this is the matchup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Seahawks Raiders is in London. I don't know if anybody knew that. I Seahawks Raiders is the now. first London game. Seahawks huh? Raiders is in London, and it's so, at one, so it's not the nine thirty start, which stinks. I, I think the, that I think the I Chargers have the have a nine thirty start coming up. Yeah, soon. those are the best Sundays where you wake games. up and it's like I'm going to watch football for fifteen straight hours today <laughs> instead of the eleven that I yeah. normally do. <laughs> Seven hours. All right. Um, for the Cardinals, I'm shutting basically everybody down except David until somebody proves week to week consistency. And I'm not I think Ricky Seals Jones could uh, don't get out there. even start. Yeah, with he that. burned on bad last week. But Anthony Barr has been getting cooked. That's probably who's going to cover him. So, and he got six targets last week. Yeah, he could cash. He won't. Well, I'm I mean, his right favorite now. target is going to have banner coverage because Larry's going to be worked out of that banner coverage in the slot. Yeah, and then if Larry's you know not available for a little checkdown, who is RSJ? David Johnson. 
No, they don't throw to David yeah, Johnson. Uh, uh, they don't Sad. throw to him anymore. They don't no. use him. He can't even like beat up on San Francisco yeah. properly. Yeah. Even though he kind of did, but he didn't yeah. David Johnson them. All no. right. Uh, Steelers, Bengals. The Steelers defense has been terrible. Uh, the Start bench, everyone. bench David Johnson this week? No. If I was like mega deep in like in my work league, I have a lot of good options. <laughs> and I've actually tossed the idea around in my of head. Of course you have. That's what I was thinking. Um <laughs> Steelers, Bengals, the Bengals defense has been pretty good, but they've really just made timely big plays. So I'm not scared of any Steelers. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, a stat crawled across my feed this week. Most, most, red targeted, red, most targeted in the red zone in the AFC. And Antonio Brown has the most targets. Yeah. So they're throwing the ball an insane amount. Yeah. And the Bengals do also, you know, now that they have Mixon, they'll probably try and slow it down a little right. bit. But at the same time, they got too many weapons not to go out there and sling it right exactly. now. Uh, you got to be careful playing Juju this week, though. Him and uh, Perfect probably going to oh, throw down like, in fisticuffs. Yeah. I think Perfect might just murder him. So <laughs> And just take you, the suspension? Yeah, because <laughs> if you're thinking about, you know, you want to murder-proof your lineup, then yeah. you might want to leave <laughs> yeah. Juju out of your dailies. you, yeah. you got to start him and redraft, but yeah. he could <laughs> yeah. be murdered on Sunday. Yeah. Did it just get hotter in here, or is that just Juju? Uh, Chargers, Browns, nothing scares me about this game. If you want to play somebody, nothing scares me about Njoku, Landry, even Baker Mayfield, as I mentioned. I, I feel like backs. I'm a little scared of Njoku. He's getting targets, but the Chargers have been good against a tight end besides one Kittle 80-yard touchdown. Other than okay. that, they've basically shut the position down. So, I, you know, play Cameron Brait would be my advice, not David Njoku. But um, other than that, I mean, this game kind of scares me. If I feel like it could be a little lower scoring than I want it to be because I don't know if Baker, you know, will have it in him to, to sling it with Phil, right. honestly. Right. I've got I've got guys ahead of Njoku as well, even though I do really like him and I'm hoping to see this big breakout. Yeah. I also do not believe that this is the week. Right. Yeah, I looked ahead where I had him, and the schedule doesn't get that easy. Okay. It gets tougher before it gets easier. Yeah. Right. So so he's a, he's a real long-term hold at this yeah. point. It's always darkest before the But break. he's getting targets, so, you know. No, yeah. There's I mean, worse options. He yeah. could get it done. Uh, Bills, Texans. If you've got a Texan and you want to roll him out, I'm not stopping any of them. I think I hate LaShawn McCoy this week. Really? Uh, yeah. After 25 touches, though? But they held uh, Zeke to his lowest yardage total of True. the year. Um, the front seven on that team is no joke, of course. And right now I'm going Zeke over McCoy every single time. <laughs> yeah, and, true. <laughs> I mean, McCoy's not perfectly healthy either. He may get traded at halftime. He may get traded at halftime. He may the get Bills murdered by Vontaze career Burfitt. decisions at, at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, so with him, I'm a little nervous. If I had him and I have to start him, I will. And in yeah. one league, that is the case. But I am definitely nervous for the prospects yeah. of Lejean Mikoy. Uh Bears, Dolphins. We didn't gush over Frank Gore yet. Does anybody want to take their turn now? Tough matchup. Yeah, uh, this is going right. to be an uggo, I think. It's going to be, you know, in at least maybe the, the Bears low, are on the road. Yeah, yeah, maybe the low 20s. Um, maybe a tie. Yeah, maybe. Could be. But, uh, you know, like week. I said, Cohen, Cohen I mean, we, and Burton should have good weeks. We can't sing his praises every – I mean, we can. But oh, we can. Rightfully, we should wait for the weeks where, you know, it's yeah. actually going to work out. All right. <laughs> hey, remember Devontae Parker? Rams Broncos. <laughs> um, you know, this is a roll-everybody-out game. Um, I'm a little nervous for DT, as I mentioned, but I understand it's a tough wide receiver bye week. 
especially with Michael Thomas and the three-headed monster in Detroit being out. Yeah. So I understand if you have to, if you feel like you can't take him out of your lineup, but I'm looking for better options, I think, so far in uh, DFS. For the Rams, Cooks and Cup still in concussion protocol. We finally have something to talk about with the Rams. finally. (laughs) They've just been rolling along like business as usual. Now we got some some injuries thrown into the mix. Uh, Uh, Give me Bob Woods in every daily lineup, by the way, if these two don't go out. I mean, even if they do, it seems like he it's like why not I feature start, him this I week? I would start Josh Reynolds in every daily line. Oh, if if don't. one of those guys doesn't play, yeah. Josh Reynolds, I'm definitely gonna start him. There's <laughs> no it. way I don't. Love He'll it. be my my Valdez Scantling of yeah. uh, of this week. Alrighty, um, we're we're going forward with calling an MVS. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm good with that. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, I heard that you guys did, and I I remember writing it in the chat. Yeah, and we like that. The RSJs, the ASJs, the MVS, MVS. The yeah, ESB. yeah. Anyone who has who has three letter, yeah. you know, a three letter name, we're in on. Yeah, I'm TWH. Three. Yes, yeah. I like. There you that. go. Perfect. Um, I love that the NFL schedule makers were kind enough to put Ravens Titans as one of the three games being played at four o'clock. That is like, will we see that game for more than five minutes on red zone? Yeah, that's annoying. They won't be in the red zone, so maybe exactly. not. Yeah. This is the classic battle of two of the best kickers in the entire <laughs> league. Justin Tucker versus the Suck Ryan Suckup. These guys are going to be booting field goals through all game long. How did you miss calling it the Tuck versus the Suck? <laughs> Heavyweight matchup. The Suck and Tuck. <laughs> No, that's for your stomach. You Usually, too many pay hot dogs. Final yeah. score: Ravens eighteen, Titans fifteen. All field goals. Tucker kicks six field goals and a sixty-yarder to win it. <laughs> Suck up five. You heard it here first. <laughs> Jags Cowboys. Uh, I feel like this is a game where the Jags should have no problem beating the Cowboys, and that's what's giving me fear that this is going to be a bad Bortles game. Yeah, it's going to be an I'll go. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's not a great one for Dak, obviously. So uh, (laughs) go ahead and put him back on the pine. Yeah, Yeah. or on the waiver wire. Really, if you're in one quarterback leagues, you can safely put him back out there. There's plenty more options. Well, no one's going to pick him up for this week. And uh, would you guys? Are you guys a little more confident in Keelan Cole yet? Um, He's putting out like almost good enough numbers. Yeah, he's getting there. And I thought it would be a quicker process here. Yeah, Yeah. I thought so too because that catch he made. (laughs) We can't forget about how good that was, and it seems like Bortles did. Uh, Leonard Fournette obviously not going to play. Yelled in all day long. And they signed Jamal Charles. Yeah, interesting. But obviously the thing is is they signed him because Corey Grant is hurt. Yeah, IR, not a foot injury. Not because they want him to go out there and play. They're probably just hoping that they get something resembling what Washington has gotten out of AP. I mean, and anyone, they won't. anyone should hope that, yeah. but yeah. I don't think that's going to be no. the case. Adrian Peterson just got old. Jamal Charles got like old and slow. Badly. <laughs> yeah. There's um, a picture. You've seen that picture of him like sitting in a car and his knee. No, it just doesn't look normal. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. it's so beyond surgically repaired. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, it's not happens. even a knee anymore. Yeah. Leads the league in uh, leads uh, career leader in yards per carry though. Yeah, we'll always have that. Yeah, Hopefully. he had a run. Hopefully the Jags don't send him into the right into their offensive line too many times <laughs> and it ruins it for him. Yeah, Chiefs Patriots Sunday night. Oh, load them up. Clear the schedule. Thank you. Put the kids to bed. Finally, they got a scheduling game right. Oh. What a game this is going to be. Oh, we need it to be in the 40s. First team to 40, right? I hope so. I mean, Boy, these teams I hope have so. no shot of covering each other. <laughs> they don't. I mean, I think 
some sneaky guys that I would like in this game. Sammy Watkins. Love Sammy Watkins. Uh, Philip Dorsett. Yeah. And even Josh Gordon on a long week of practice because Josh Gordon now has, you know, a little bit more time. If you're going to work him in, this is when you do that. Yeah. I guess, especially against a team like this. That can be exploited. By I'm that. starting him in three leagues this week. Go for so it. So to our wonderful listeners. Ride with me. <laughs> Ride this dangerous trail. More treacherous than the Oregon Trail when you get dysentery. Ride with me. I, I mean, I honestly do think that this is the week for him. If yeah. he's going to arrive, uh, this is probably it. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of paying for stuff before I see it. Uh, but, you know, I guess, I, we saw it five, saw it, yeah. I guess we saw it five years ago. So Yeah. yeah. People don't forget, and he, you know, his value has to be like on daily. He's got to be really cheap. I'm not like a, I don't play the. I guess he's a Sunday night, so maybe I'll get a Sunday Monday. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's not really in like those can, on the big ones. Right. Yeah. Uh, 49ers Packers. This should be the game where the Packers offense gets back on track. Here we go again with Alfred Morris. Yeah. Back in the starting lineup, getting another 20 touches to run into the line once more. Seems like he finds his way out there every single year. And I mean, of course, you could start him, but I would not be excited really for him. Yeah, I think Devontae is going to be the number one receiver in this full week. point PPR. I would rather start uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, yeah, I really absolutely. would absolutely because I mean, maybe Alfred Morris will touch the ball a bajillion times, but it doesn't mean that he'll actually produce anything meaningful. Right, and the you know the the core of run stopping on Green Bay is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And Juszczyk catches long passes. Like he catches like 30, 40 yeah, yard passes every once in a while. Coaches yeah, who no can one use covers a uni- him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a good talent. Yeah. Um, he's the coolest fullback I know. Vontae Leach? <laughs> Mike Allstott? I mean, obviously the, the um, we'll bring up MVS one more time. The Geronimo yes. Allison Cobb. You know, I think if either one of them is an active, it doesn't have to be both. I think if either one's an active, he, he's worth a start in your leagues. Yeah, because yeah. now he's the pseudo Geronimo Allison. Right. It was kind of like in the beginning of the year when I was talking about, I was singing Geronimo Allison's praises right. actually. And it was just like when Randall Cobb wasn't on the field. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's always like a revolving door with that offense. It doesn't matter necessarily what your role truly is. If you're just out there, it's good enough. And Run Scott the routes, have your that. hands ready. Scott has said that enough too. <laughs> if, if you're on the field with Aaron Rodgers, you have fantasy value. Yes, Please. even us. They yeah. could pad us up, <laughs> and they'd say, you know what, Rodgers be like, you know, I don't know, you're not too fast, but turn five, run five yards, turn around. Yeah, we'll get down the field. Timing route. Please give me an equanimity St. Brown breakout. Please. Dude, I he, mean, he, he had he had almost a hundred receiving yards last week. He caught three passes for like eighty yards, I believe. So. It could happen. Donnie plays with Aaron Rodgers. I think the only thing, though, is he'll need Allison and Cobb out, whereas MVS just needs one of them out. Yeah, Good point. All right, so that'll do it. That's going to get us to week six. Enjoy the games, everybody. Uh, We will see you on Monday on Instagram, Straight Flexing. Woo! At RutzFF for Man Catch Monday. Man Catch Marvin took his throne uh, this week. That'll probably be it for the year for him. But uh, still a great catch anyway. Don't count them out just yet. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, we like to mix it up a little What's up with that? We're like a blender. (laughs) Um, We will see everybody on Tuesday with our uh, recap episode. You can catch Tom on Twitter at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. I am at WhySoSerious. The show's Twitter account is also at RutzFF. Gentlemen, any parting thoughts? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Star is Born was really good. Keep scoring. (laughs) 